Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome back to the I'm Not Fine Show. I'm your host, Lizzie Enns. And today I have a phenomenal friend, peer. I would call you a peer, Megan, uh, because you are a badass businesswoman. But also we just connected on so many levels, like literally less than a month ago. And uh, we're going to get into that story a little bit, but um, I want to dive into this this conversation like ASAP because we have so much to talk about, but a little bit about Meg McConnelly. Um, she, Meg Connolly, a.k.a. Connolly, <laughs> professional renowned f- for her innovative contributions to the fields of digital marketing and real estate, as well as her passionate adv- advocacy for health and wellness. And today we are going to be talking about Meg's journey from plant-based to ancestral living. And we have had so many amazing conversations, um, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to steal the show here because Meg is here to talk about her journey. And we're just going to have a super fun conversation here. So Meg, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really so excited about this conversation because we've talked, you know, off camera and now we're talking on camera. So I'm super excited and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Meg, tell us a little bit about who Meg is. Like, who are you today and what, what are you doing? So I'm born and raised in New York, um, but now I live in sunny Florida. I live in Miami and um, the weather's actually very beautiful here today. And I am a real estate broker in Miami, but I'm also I'm very, very much into the marketing world, which is my bread and butter. I love it, Um, not just for my personal brand, but also helping other brands grow themselves as well. Um, And I'm an endometriosis patient. So endometriosis is a disease where tissue similar to the inside of the uterus grows on the outside of the uterus. And um, one in 10 women have it takes on average 10 years to get a diagnosis. And so the reason why I'm mentioning this is because one, I'm very involved in advocacy on endometriosis. But two, it actually is a driving factor in these lifestyle changes that we're going to be talking about today. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) Aside from your uh, viral Amish Instagram yes. videos that actually got us connected. So a little mm-hmm. bit of a backstory here. This is so yeah. funny. So Meg, I didn't even know who Meg was a month ago. Um, <laughs> so and she she posted a recording of an Amish video from a show. And it was about these girls, these Amish girls going mm-hmm. to a grocery store. And they're like looking at all the milk in the grocery store. Anyway, it was really, really funny she tagged me in this video and Mm -hmm. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And so we started to connect from there and the rest has been history. And I'm like, man, I feel like I, I I met my soul sister. Like I know know. it's so crazy because we did an Instagram live last week on my channel because I had so many people asking questions about Amish culture because they just didn't know about it. And I was like, Lizzie, we have to we have to share with the world. Yeah, we have to yeah. educate the people. 
Um, but it has been so exciting to, you know, what's so amazing that you and I didn't know each other literally less than a month ago. And I feel like I've known you my whole life. And I had a lot of feedback from that um, saying, wow, you guys just met. I can't believe you just met. Oh, Which really? Was- I didn't even yes. see that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That That's crazy. That That's well, when you know, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're actually... Um, the third gal that I recently met and connected with due to our raw milk conversations. Wow. I love that. <laughs> I know we talk all day about raw milk, but oh, I want, <laughs> so you, you are an endometriosis uh, patient, mm-hmm. but I'm really intrigued to hear your journey from plant-based to ancestral yeah. living, because I know I'm not going to give away the, the steal your thunder here, but I know that was a big piece of your healing journey with Mm -hmm. all the health issues that you had. So back us up and talk us through that and what your journey was and why ancestral living now. Mm -hmm. So I will back us up all the way to 17 years ago. um, And then I'll kind of explain my journey because I've, I've tried so many different lifestyles, so many different, I don't like to use the word diet. I don't like the word diet. Um, I know you also don't like the word diet. So, um, but I'll just use lifestyle for lack of a better word. And so years and years ago, I mean, from the time, even before I knew I had endometriosis, I had pretty intense food intolerances, one specifically to dairy, or what I didn't know at the time, just pasteurized dairy, right? And um, when I was in eighth grade, I stopped eating red meat, because I not, not for any other reason, except for I just felt like I couldn't digest it. Little did I know that that was more than likely a result of the endometriosis that was on um, my reproductive system and also my GI tract. Mm-hmm. So uh, fast forward, as I got older, even before the diagnosis, anything that I ate would make me blow up like a balloon. And when I say that, that's not exaggerating. I literally looked six months pregnant when I had something that my body just, it just rejected. Um, I even had one time someone approached me saying, oh, how far along are you? And I'm just like, this is literally just a food intolerance. Um, So I, I didn't have dairy for about 17 years. I went 13 years without red meat. So when I was going through all these things and these, these food intolerances, I was like, all right, let me try Um, to be a vegetarian, maybe that will help. So I was a vegetarian for a while. And then I went, you know, vegan, so I wasn't eating eggs anymore. Um, And then after veganism, I, it was not working for me. Um, I just, I just needed, I needed more sustenance, it just wasn't working no matter what I tried to do. So I introduced fish back into my diet. So I was a pescatarian for quite some time. And then when I had my endometriosis surgery in 2015, when they found endometriosis on my GI tract, as well as, you know, the peritoneal cavity and all of the surrounding areas, once they had removed it and I had recovered from surgery, it was very interesting to me to reintroduce things back into my diet that I hadn't had for over a decade to see if that was causing the intolerances in the first place. And sure enough, it many of it was. Um, so it, it was just so fascinating to me to have that experience. So I didn't actually reintroduce my surgery was 2015. I didn't reintroduce red meat until probably 2016. Once I moved to South Florida from New York, um, to, I, I married my husband, we were long distance for three years, New York to Miami. And we, we were in the Everglades one day, 
and we couldn't find a place to eat because I was still very much a picky eater due to lack of options um, due to my restrictive diet. And so we ended up stopping at this restaurant on the border of the Everglades in a place, um, it was a steakhouse. And I ordered the fish because I'm very much at that time a pescatarian, but my husband ordered a steak. And I looked at it and I was like, that's looking pretty good. That's looking a little bit better than my fish right now. And so I took one bite of the steak and really the rest is history. I had to take a, a very long time to reintroduce um, the steak back into my diet. So I, you know, just to develop the enzymes to digest it again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, every time that he would make himself red meat, I would take a few bites, but I'd still... Um, you know, eat my fish. And then once I was ready, I mean, it, now I'm at a point where ev everything changed. But I just want to just piggyback off of that for one moment that, um, you know, when I was introducing the red meat back into my diet, I was like, you know what, it's probably still not good for you. I wasn't doing dairy, really, like I was having some cheese, but not really. Um, and then I ended up getting a PCOS diagnosis in 2022. So I had endometriosis, I had known I've had it for a while, but then I, the doctor told me that I had PCOS due to, um, you know, the, the fluid filled follicles on my ovaries. I had some cystic acne and I was borderline insulin resistant, but it really wasn't, it wasn't bad. And I decided to cut the non-dairy and, and I tried raw milk and I completely shifted to ancestral living, meaning red meat every single day even sometimes organ meat, but I don't really like the taste of it that much. So I take desiccated organs, raw honey, raw dairy and fruit and some vegetables, some rice, some starches, and just to control what I can control at home. Mm -hmm. And I noticed such an improvement that I, I never will go back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so amazing. So I've never really paid a, or I have paid attention to the ancestral diet, but mm -hmm. like not that intentionally as far as like, Hey, I'm like, on an ancestral yeah. diet. But if I really look at how I eat the majority right. of the time, that's pretty much what it is. I'm eating raw, yeah. raw dairy, I have yeah. red meat all the time, bison yeah. specifically, I'm thawing I some steak bison. right now, you know, yeah. So, and then I, you know, obviously eat the seafood and stuff like that, too. And then when I eat rice and potatoes, those things are based on my activity level. Mm -hmm. So it's knowing like those things as well as when it, when do you actually need that for energy? Do you need it because you're going to the gym and you're doing a workout? Are you going to be really, really active? If mm -hmm. you're kind of sedentary all day, like you just don't need as many. Right. Um, and so, and, and truthfully, I personally, for myself, I yeah. used to be like hounds and hounds of vegetables all day, every day, Me but too. I have my own journey of like, gut issues and I found that I do best if I don't overdo it like I have a vegetable yeah. every single day but I'm very strategic in how I do it and you're not going to catch me eating raw kale like I just won't me neither yeah like <laughs> neither. There's, there's actually even spinach like I generally yeah. don't do a lot of spinach I don't eat a lot of raw vegetables because I don't do well with them me but either. kale specifically is actually really hard to digest and mm -hmm. there's so many um, things on the kale that are hard for people to digest. So a lot of times it's causing inflammation for people and they don't even know. Yeah. 
whole that eating a salad like a, I used to make this kale salad and it was delicious yeah but it didn't make me feel better so yeah I I used to eat a salad every single day and I'll be honest I never liked it I just did it because I thought it was healthy for me um and what I was putting on it wasn't healthy I'm not saying salads aren't healthy it's just you know I didn't realize that a lot of my gut issues also stemmed from excess, at least leafy green vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm like you, I, I do have raw carrot. It's so good for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then also I, I incorporate like peppers and, and squash and people think that those are vegetables, but they're actually not. They're, they're technically a fruit, technically. which I learned, but I still think it's a vegetable. I look at it as a vegetable. Yeah, I, th I think we, I, I think just, you know, you, yeah, I know, at the end of the day, does it even really matter? There's vitamins no. and minerals and fiber in these things. Like, does it even exactly. matter? Like, not really, but yeah, I, I do those as well. Um, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, really, you found what's working for you. Mm -hmm. you. You found like what wasn't working, what was actually making you worse than yeah. better. And then you had this transition. And one of the things that I wanted to really point out here is uh, what you did with introducing red meat was mm -hmm. very, very smart. And that's the part that a lot of people miss is that transition because you do, yeah. if mm -hmm. you stop eating red meat, you stop developing the, developing the yeah. enzymes for it. If you stop exactly. having dairy altogether, generally you stop making the enzymes to digest and absorb the dairy. So there are things that you can take to help you with that. There's actually, um, there's a company, MitoLife, that has really, really good mm -hmm. supplements. Mm -hmm. I love their supplements and they have something called Dairy Absorb. And so usually oh, when- nice. I, I use that one and I still use mm -hmm. it. Like sometimes when I go out to eat it, I'm like, I don't know what kind of dairy they're using it. I will. I love it. digestive enzymes. I take mm -hmm. digestive enzyme supplements even, even now. Cause yeah. sometimes when you go out to eat, you don't know what they're cooking with. And mm -hmm. I'm very much control what you can control at home and, you know, take your enzymes as you need them. I lived on them when I was, you know, in the transition process. Of, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, th it, there's a there's definitely an entire transition that happen happens, and I was the same way. Like I I lived on enzymes for a while until I like built things up, yeah. and now like I only take them when I go out to eat, or mm -hmm. if I have some kind of meal at home where I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna need this. Yeah. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. But we gotta go to our first break here. But I want to dive into another subject of your healing journey because you didn't just change what you were eating. You changed mm -hmm. a lot of other things, too. So we're going to dive into that because that's a huge part of it, too. And I don't want people to miss this. So, guys, mm -hmm. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to continue this conversation. I'm Lizzie Ann's your host on the I'm Not Fine show on the Inspired Choices Network. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. 
Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Oh my gosh, I am loving this conversation so much. Like, I feel like I'm I'm talking to my best friend and we have like all of the same like interest. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I want to touch on raw milk a bit because oh, yeah. raw milk, like it's so controversial. Um, it is, it, it's really funny. Like when I think about it, mm-hmm. because in my background, where I'm from, it's, all it's normal and it's <laughs> normal. And so that was what was so funny about the first video that you tagged me in. Cause yeah. these girls were like, how do you make nut milk? There's no milk in nuts. There's no milk in almonds. <laughs> <laughs> They're like <laughs> arguing about it. Yeah. It was, it was so, so epic. funny. But with that being said, you had your own transformation and experience Mm -hmm. introducing raw milk. Had you ever had raw milk in your entire life before, like your, your 20s? Yes. And this is actually, this was part of my revelation of how I was going to make these lifestyle changes. So um, when I had the PCOS diagnosis, I really reflected and I felt deep in my soul that I was, I thought I was doing things the right way, but I actually wasn't. And I thought about my grandmother and my grandmother grew up in Ireland and she was drinking milk from the cow. She was getting the best quality meat, you know, cheese, eggs, like as, as fresh as can be. And she had nine pregnancies, raised eight healthy children. And I was doing the exact opposite of how she lived. And I thought about it because I was an Irish dancer growing up. I was competitive. So I went to Ireland uh, many times a year. I actually lived in Ireland for a little bit as well. And when I was there, I would actually drink the milk. Like when you go to the store, they do pasteurize it, but it's low temp. But I did drink milk from the cow. And I realized it it never bothered me. Mm -hmm. And while I was going through this thought process after the PCOS diagnosis, I was like, wait, how do I get this in the US? And I went on, I went on a mission to find raw milk in Miami. And now I like run a whole dairy, dairy ring or whatever we want to call it (laughs) for lack of a better word. Um, But raw milk, it changed my life. I I can't stress it enough. And it's still very much a controversial topic, but it changed my life. Yeah. I was thinking about, I have a client right now from Ireland 
and oh, wow. her husband has a business in New York. And cool. so they travel back and yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, but they travel back and forth. So she comes to the States quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she said that every time that she comes to the States and she like eats, you know, yeah. food in the States and stuff, inflammation yeah. gains 20 pounds, like just insanity. And she says the minute that she goes back to flies back to Ireland, gets off the plane within a day, all of it is gone. I believe it. Yeah, it's like you walk on American crazy. soil, breathe the air and, and get sick. Yeah, you're, you just like breathe the air and like all your problems go away. Not actually, they have their own set of problems. Too. Yeah. But what what was in my own discovery with that is I grew up on that my entire life. I milked the cows. Mm-hmm. I yeah. that's all we had. And when I left the community, I got introduced to two percent milk, and I was literally mm-hmm. like, "What the heck is this? Like, it tastes that's like water." And it was like, so like, gross to me. And yeah. um, but I ran with it because well, I didn't have to go milk the cow. Of course. So I I had regular dairy for a while, but I eventually I realized I'm actually really sensitive to dairy because mm-hmm. I could eat cheese and instantly start sniffling. Wow. So for wow. a good amount of years, I went dairy free, like wow. no dairy at all. And um, but I had a lot of a lot of health issues, gut issues, wow. sensitivities. Um, hormone, thyroid, all of that stuff. And just a few years ago, I started to introduce uh, raw dairy back in because I went, wait a minute, I can buy raw dairy. This tastes way better. Let me just test yeah. it because I could go to the store and get grass fed whole milk and it hurt my stomach so bad. Yep. I believe it. Yeah. And and I then I introduced raw milk and the rest was history, even my son. So did you know that you were like, did you know that it was the dairy that was affecting you? Did you really think, because I imagine like if you grow up drinking just raw milk, that's normal to you. And then you're out in the modern world. Like, did you put the two and two together? What made you switch back to raw? Well, I real, I started to learn, obviously I was in school and I did a lot of studying and stuff. Um, A lot of it was also just learning the pasteurization process Mm -hmm. and like 2% milk is partly milk. And, and so I learned that, but just education too, and like hearing people talk about it, but also I went back to what was I doing when I, when I was growing up, what did I have? And I, I wanted so desperately to go back to dairy for the raw dairy part. I could care less about any of the other dairy, the cheese, like it's it's really a big deal to me, but the raw dairy itself. Um, but what really, really was astonishing to me is I could get whole milk and have mm. terrible symptoms. But yeah. as soon as I did raw milk, I had none. No symptoms. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. listen, here's the thing when it comes to comes to raw dairy. It's not for everyone. If right. you're someone that's like, I don't feel safe doing it. You have fear mm-hmm. around it. You have anxiety around it. And you're just like, I think it's disgusting. Yeah. And you you feel that like that's okay it's totally okay but Mm. don't not have it just because someone else said that it's bad for you that's that's the biggest thing is you have to decide for yourself what it is that is going to be right for you so Meg what 
where did this all like go from there? Like you've discovered all of these things. So what did you do after that? So uh, just to piggyback off of what you said first, my New Yorker is going to come out for a second. And I have to say, don't knock it till you try it. I'm yep. not trying to convert you to drink raw milk, but you can't hate on it if you've never given it a try, right? Um, so when I started, I, I, I started the raw milk. Listen, I had heard all of these things. It was really before I did much research on it. So I didn't know um, until I started doing a deep dive into the history of pasteurization and why we started pasteurizing milk in the first place and why this became common. Um, so then when I first got my first gallon, I started very slow. I took maybe a couple of ounces at a time and just to see how I felt. And I was so blown away that, you know, for 17 years, I couldn't consume dairy products, especially milk. And now I'm able to just drink whole milk from the cow as nature intended. And I'm not sick. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. um, it makes so for much creamier lattes, because I'm a latte drinker. Yeah. I love my lattes. And, you know, it's just now even when I have pasteurized whole milk, which sometimes I'll do like if I'm traveling or whatever, it tastes a little watery to me. I'm not even going to lie to you, probably the homogenization process. But, um, but, you know, a really great source that I did a lot of research on this from was uh, Mark McAfee, uh, Mark McAfee from Organic Pastures in California. He is he's amazing with all of the research that they do. He runs the Raw Milk Institute. Wow. That yeah. I didn't even know that part. That's amazing. Yeah. He owns raw farm. That makes, yeah. That makes sense. Why raw milk is legal in California. Exactly. Cause it, exactly. It, like when I found out a couple of years ago that raw milk is legal in California, I was like, what, <laughs> where am I? Like, this is I crazy. Know. It's not even legal in a little town of Ohio. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. I so we get where I am in Miami. We actually get our raw milk from the Amish in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, so they they hire uh, like a someone to drive a refrigerated truck. They just drive straight through and we get ours from the Amish. When I'm in New York, we get ours from the Mennonites. Um, and then when I'm in California, I just walk into Sprouts and I pick right. up a gallon of milk and it's the craziest thing. Um, but it's been here. so fascinating. Yeah. So what are some other things that you did, Meg, on your healing journey? So I removed a lot of endocrine disrupting products out in my home. So I got rid of Tide laundry detergent and I switched to a non-toxic version. Um, I did try to switch out some of my makeup. I'm still you know, on the struggle bus with that one um, as someone who previously worked at L'Oreal for a little bit. Um, but you know, you control what you can control at home. So non-toxic detergents, non-toxic cleaners, um, I use clean shampoo and just anything that I can do because it's so important. And I know that, you know, this too, it's not just about what we put in our body, but also on our body because our skin is the largest organ. So it absorbs what we're putting on our body. So we have to be, you know, mindful of that. And yeah. so that was actually, a besides the, the diet and lifestyle changes with the food, um, this was a big change that we did at home as well. That's amazing. And so yeah. I, I love that you brought that up. Like what, what it's important what we put in our body, but mm -hmm. even more so it's important what we put on our body because this right. is your, what you absorb in through your skin mm -hmm. is a direct connection to your liver and your entire endocrine system. 
Exactly. Yeah, and it's so it's funny that you brought that up. Um, my company, one of my company lines for Miss Commando, the the beauty yep. company I have, is in your body, on your body, for your body. I love so that. What that means is, you know, what you put on your body goes in your body, and this this is a product that is for your body. So mm-hmm. not all products are for your body. They can go in your body on your body and in your body, but they're not for your body mm-hmm. because they're endocrine disruptors. And I 1000% believe that the reasons so one of the big reasons so many women have hormone problems like yes. endometriosis, infertility, PCOS is because of the endocrine, disrupt, endocrine disruptors that they have on their body around them, literally 24 seven. Absolutely. And so we're going to go to our next break here. But when we come back, I actually want to talk through that a little bit more, like different brands that you've used maybe, um, Mm -hmm. and what that process was like, because here's the thing. The first step is being aware. This is what I tell everybody is like, the first step is being aware of it. And then the second step is what do you do about it? What are you going to do to make the changes? But it can be really, really overwhelming to think about changing out all your products. Yeah. And the reality is, is there's baby steps. you got to take a step-by-step process because doing it all at one time, one, is expensive. Yeah. Two, it's very overwhelming and you don't want to be in that state either. And it can take a lot of time to do the research and even trust mm-hmm companies that are claiming to be clean and natural. And then I look at them and I'm like, yeah, no. Greenwashed. <laughs> yeah. Like this is that, that is not the fact we're using palm yeah. oil in here. No, I know. Um, <laughs> it's so, it's so crazy. So we're going to go to our next break here, but when we come back, we're going to dive into that because I, that what you went through is so such a big deal when it comes to the endocrine system and i want people to be aware of that so don't go anywhere guys we're going to be right back after the break we often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good wellness is about feeling good and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us your body is functional and ever-changing like a pendulum swinging We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. 
You can also send an email to Lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. All right, Meg, first things first, I want people to know where they can where they can find you. So what are your socials, email? Where's the best place for people to find you? Let us so know. So you can find my website is megconnelly.com, M-E-G-C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y.com. And then you, my socials are all the same. They're also linked on my website. So you can find me, contact me all on my website. What are the services? Because you do some some work in the health and wellness industry as well. Like, mm-hmm. what do you focus on when you work with people? So it's very interesting, actually. Um, so I, when I was in college, I, I didn't major in nutrition, but I was going for a degree in nutrition. And I was part of, um, at that time, it was called the ADI, American Dietetics Association. But they since then, they've changed it. And when I was in the program, I just, I felt being called in a different direction, Um, But I always had an interest in nutrition and helping people with it. Um, But at that time, I just, I I was, I was vegan. I was mis, you know, for me, I want to say misinformed, but really whatever works for you. Right. And so fast forward 15 years later, you know, I still have that passion for health and wellness and nutrition. And, you know, my own journey has um, really taken me on this wild ride where I'm sharing my health and wellness on the internet. And then people start asking me questions. I always try to make sure because I don't have a degree in nutrition and I'm not a medical doctor that anything that I post on my website or anything that I share is backed by credible sources. Um, I cite a lot of, you know, PubMed articles and, and so forth. And so, you know, I have a lot of people who reach out to me through my website and they want, you know, wellness consultations. So I always let them know, like, listen, I'm not a doctor, but here's what worked for me. And here's, you know, reputable companies that I use their products. And here's what I would recommend for you. Of course, if you want to contact your doctor to see if, you know, if they recommend it, that's great too. And then the way that, you know, I'm compensated for it is actually for the referrals to these, these companies. So I, I'm not a doctor and I, I always lay the groundwork. Maybe one day I will be. Um, But I have such a passion for sharing my health and wellness and how it has helped me and that, you know, a lot of people that I've spoken to and, you know, shared on these consultations with, they come back to me, they keep in touch with me and they say, hey, after, after we spoke, I changed my lifestyle and now I'm pregnant after five years of infertility or, you know, I had so such a hard time losing weight and I've lost 25 pounds in the last few months. And, you know, and I'm feeling great. I'm feeling the best I've ever felt. And for me, it, it's such a, a blessing to hear these things because it takes me back 15 years ago of, you know, where I thought my life was going at the time. It's just, you know, hindsight is 2020. So now we, here we are full circle all these years later that I'm still able to help people just on a different medium because back then Instagram didn't it really, I mean, it existed, but it didn't exist in the way it does now where we're all connected, like you and I met on the platform. So yeah. a lot of the work I do in the health and wellness space is, is that way. That's amazing. And I think that that's such a, uh, there's such a need for that. Like I'm just, that's what I, I educate my clients on, but I'm, I'm even thinking like, there's such a, another need because there's, there's mm-hmm. so many people that want to know what cleaner products are. They yeah. want to be able to make the shift, but the thought of it is just so overwhelming. Number one. Okay. And number two, um, it's really hard to know sometimes like what to actually look for mm-hmm. in a product 
And that's a difficult part uh, because yeah. there's there's a lot of like companies that, you know, mark, we know marketing, yeah. like we know. Yep. And so like, I don't care what a company says on their website until I see their ingredients. Like I mm -hmm. literally don't care. That's exactly. the first place, first place. Cause you can market a very bad product very well and it'll sell like crazy. Mm -hmm. But if, but I don't care about that if I don't know what's in the product. Right. So, exactly. yeah. So I think that that's such a, there's such a high need for that. And that's, and also like, as a customer or a client, like you have to be in a place to understand and know, like it actually really does matter. Like it, it matters so much. And if yeah. you can just get to a place to say, Hey, I'm going to make a shift and mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on this section of my house this month. Yeah. And then next month I will shift to this section of my house. So maybe I always mm -hmm. say like, I, I believe that the first thing that you need to be concerned about is the things that you're putting onto your skin. Yeah. The fumes that you're using, the lotions, the soaps, all yeah. of them. I feel like that's the first place you should be concerned about. The average woman applies over 200 chemicals on her body every single day. It is so, it's so crazy, Lizzie. Like it blows my mind. And when I'm decided to make the lifestyle change, I'm the type of person, I go down the rabbit hole on the internet but I know a lot of people get so overwhelmed by that. Yeah. They just want someone to tell them what to do, yep. which is why I started doing these consultations to begin with, because they're like, here's what's going on with me. Here's all of these companies. I don't know what they're marketing me, these products. I don't even know what's good. Just help me. And so that's what I, I try and point them in the right direction because, you know, I, and like you said too, when I made the lifestyle change, I didn't want to just throw everything out all at once and buy, you know, a thousand dollars worth of stuff, whether mm -hmm. it's my makeup or, you know, my products or my food. Um, so I, I started taking, I say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's, it's just like that. It's how you live life. Right. And, um, and so my goal is to, you know, have people not feel overwhelmed by, by the, this, because it can be, because there's billions yeah. of dollars in marketing budget behind all of these products. Yeah, and I think you really think about like I've been swapping different products out for the last ten years. Yeah, and you know, and I try new new companies because sometimes yeah. you know I like to try new things, and then I created my own. So yes, there you go. <laughs> At least like we're part. I of, love part your of soap and the I lotion know. and the bombs. Yeah, they they really really are phenomenal. I was walking through the mall the other day, and I got so inspired because I walked past Bath and Body Works. Victoria's Secret and then there's another company that starts with an L and I can't can't remember the name and it Lulu no not Lulu's it was something it's something else but I thought that I mean me just walking past these these stores yeah. like gives me a headache like I can't even go in there I can barely walk through a detergent section at a, at a store it, I absolutely get a headache so that's just how sensitive your body gets to those things once you like detox from it 100%. Also, did you know that if you instantly get headaches from those types of things, it can also mean that you may have a methylation problem in your liver. I and, had no idea. And that actually can be a genetic thing due to MTHF. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. I can't yeah. even be in the same room as a soy candle. I get mm -hmm. nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There's different variations of it, but a methylation issue means it's the third phase, 
phase of detoxification of the liver. And if wow. you don't methylate well due to an MTHFR gene mutation, wow. then you're more sensitive to those things as well. Wow, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. But anyway, I was I was walking through these and I, there's this one store that I thought were like natural, clean products. Yeah. And this is, you know, a boutique, boutique looking skin store yeah. with soaps and lotions and all kinds of stuff. And I walked in there and they have all the ingredients listed and everything so I start looking at their stuff and I was like oh my god they have food dyes in their stuff are you kidding me no they have food food dyes in their soap products and lotion products and face products and yeah I was I was blown away That's horrendous and that really like sparked a fire under me and I was like yeah. all right we really do need to like take over the world here in the not. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> but because people just, they don't know. They just say, oh, this is easy. Or, oh, I saw this on an advertisement or so-and-so uses this product. So I should use it without, you know, doing their own research. And then when they go do their own research, there's so many conflicting things yeah. that it's just so hard. Um, well, and I, I do empathize with that, but certain things yeah. like red 40, not sure you want that in your soaps. Like, yeah, nah, you don't really want that anywhere, to be honest. Yeah. Um, there's, there's all, I also tell people, I'm like, listen, make sure you're not a hypochondria. Like, you yeah, don't exactly. be such a hypochondria that you develop and create anxiety to the point where you can't even go anywhere, whether it's your yeah. food or the things that, you know, you gotta have some realistic expectations here and create a little bit of balance and go, Okay, remember that fear and stress that you create of these things is actually worse than the actual thing. Yes. So do the best that you can and then move forward from there. So exactly. Have you ever, I'm sure you've heard this term, like when you know better, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. That's not always true, by the way. Yeah, I know. But but listen, it's, it's about like controlling what you can control at home, right? Like, I'm a little crazy. Like if I'm going to Jackson Hole, I I get my raw dairy. Like I find a person and I get my raw milk and I put it in in my hotel room. But, you know, I mean, you do the best you can to control what you can control at home. And then when you're out, you know, when you're at a restaurant or, or you know, if you're at a hotel, like calling them to ask what detergent they use at the hotel. I mean, that's just just relax, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, do the um... best we can. <laughs> The crunchy uh, industry online has gone a little bit too far in my I opinion. agree. Yeah. It's- and there's so many conflicting opinions on so many different topics that it's like, are we forgetting why we were we're all here in the first place? We're just trying to be, you know, the, the best version of ourselves, but then it becomes too, too much. It's like these little sub subgroups that yeah. I call them. Like you got the carnivores, then you've got you know, the, the other areas and you've got the animal base and you've got the people, did you hear this new thing? There's people doing this raw dairy challenge where they're only consuming raw dairy, like raw milk. They're not eating food. They're not, they're not, they're not eating food. They're just What's the purpose of that? I'm like, eat a steak or eat something, please. Like, okay. Like, let me ask this, like, what, what's the purpose of that? Yeah, right. Like it's just now now we're making this a fad when it should be a lifestyle. I don't want to be labeled as a fad. You that's just not common sense. Right? 
like none of that is common sense. If you're saying Exactly. I'm going to be on a raw dairy diet, do you understand? Like there's It's crazy. so much missing. It's crazy. There's so much missing It's there. crazy. And then this is when like the people who say, oh, it's for baby calves. That's where their argument makes sense because you have people literally only consuming <laughs> raw, raw milk and no food. I'm like, Well, they're not wrong. It is for baby yeah, calves. right. <laughs> <laughs> we just benefit for it too. so the next time that someone says it's for baby calves, just tell them you're not wrong. Like it is Yeah. for baby calves, It but is. I You're want right. some of it too. <laughs> I love that. I'm definitely <laughs> using that objection. I think that's a great one. Uh, we got to go to our last break here. Um, but I don't want you guys to go anywhere because we have more to share, Meg. I, when we come back, I want you to just kind of dive in on what are, you know, three to five things that if you were to tell someone where to start, where should they start? And maybe it's not the same for every person, but let's just say I met you and you, I said, Hey Meg, I need help. Where do I start? What would you tell them? So I want you to dive into that. Um, we only have a few minutes left when we come back from the show, but I want to give some actionable steps in this last section so that our listeners can go apply those things. Also, if you are someone that wants more information on where to get started with products and stuff like that, like obviously that's what Meg does. So you can go to her website, check her out there, reach out to her there. Um, and lastly, if you guys are listening to this show, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever it is that you're listening, please leave a review. Also, I don't take anything less than a five star. So leave, Yes, <laughs> leave a that's five right. star review. Let us know what you think. And email me at Lizzie at undietyourself.live if you have any questions or Um, there's a future episode that you're like, I, I want to want you to talk on this. So we'll be right back. I'm Lucy Ann's your host on the I'm Not Fine Show on the Inspired Choices Network. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away. So you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, my gosh. This has been such a fun and amazing conversation. I've been dying to have you on, by the way. So I'm glad we were finally able to do this. We're going to dive right in here, finish this show strong with some actionable steps. So, Meg, take it away. Let us know what uh, what you would do. Thank you, Lizzie. So first and foremost, again, every person is unique. We all have 
you know, different sensitivities or different tastes and so forth. Um, but what I always recommend first, if you're looking to make a lifestyle shift is to cut out seed oils from your diet as much as you can. So what does that mean? Canola oil, safflower oil. I mean, there's a whole list, corn oil, peanut oil, et cetera, et cetera, palm oil. Um, you can find it on my website. I'll spare you all of the details now. Um, but the reason why is because they're very inflammatory and um, they cause a myriad of health issues that they're kind of like silently seeping in all of our foods. So they're in chips, your hummus, your crackers. Um, sometimes it finds its way into protein bars, all of these different snacks. And when you think that you're not using it, it's maybe you're not cooking with it, but it's in a lot of your snacks. So I recommend first and foremost to do the best that you can to remove as many of, of the seed oils from your diet and, um, and also to try and go organic as well. Um, if you can go organic, at least in, in, you know, grains and, um, and most vegetables, um, reducing your toxin load will really help make these changes within your life. Again, don't get so obsessed with it that you don't have balance in your life, that it causes anxiety because stress is the biggest problem of them all. But when you control what you can control at home, you're going to notice how significantly better you feel. And that is the first step that I took actually, um, before I made these lifestyle changes. Another one too, I mean, for me, oat milk was a very big problem. It was causing a lot of health issues for me. And um, so when I made the switch to raw dairy, again, not pushing that on anyone, but if it's something that piques your interest, you can contact me and I'll help you find a source in your area. Um, you know, and, and just try to, I mean, as women, we have different phases of our cycle where our bodies require certain things at the point in our cycle, whereas men, it's 24 hour cycles, things are very different. Um, so make sure you're listening to your body and giving yourself some self care too, because rest is very important. And um, yeah, so you know, those are those are the fundamentals that you need when you want to change your life. Um, and another very big one that has recently caught a lot of attention on my on my socials is no matter what temperature it is outside, I I go outside for at least 10 minutes in the morning um, to get that morning sun for vitamin D. That is so true. Like that for the circadian rhythm yes. of your cortisol, that morning light, um, getting bright light into your face, mm -hmm. no matter what, how cold or warm it is, like just getting that. And yeah. then the other thing too that I would want to add is make water really important in, yes. in your life as well. Because if you're not hydrated, you have a lot of issues because water is part of flushing. Mm -hmm. um, but, but not tap water, please, God. Not, no, don't drink tap water. Um, but the other thing, too, is don't be afraid to put your feet on the earth. Like, yeah, so many people, especially if you're living in the city, like, yeah. have forgotten what it feels to have a bare foot on the earth, the real exactly. connection of of the earth and the energy. And it's amazing what happens mm -hmm. when we take our shoes off and we walk on grass and gravel and we like feel yeah. the earth, like that's called grounding. Yeah. Um, and if you're someone that's, that struggles with anxiety, mm -hmm. I cannot, I can actually not recommend that enough. It's the it's, best. It, it's, it's absolutely, the best. absolutely the best because what it does yeah is it calms your nervous system down because you're connecting mm -hmm. to a calm energy. 
Um, yeah. And whether or not you believe in <laughs> the in God or the universe yeah. or whatever, they're actually the same thing. Right, and right. You're connecting to your creator. And that's that, right. That is part of earthing is connecting to your creator. And then the other thing that I would add to you is just make sleep a priority. Like I cannot yep. stress that enough. And yes. if you are someone that has trouble sleeping, then we need to figure out why that is. Like some of the top things that I help my clients with is sleeping, their sleep routine. Why aren't they sleeping? Let's figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then energy, but it all is a ripple effect. If you're getting sleep, or a ring, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah, if you're getting sleep and you're getting well rested sleep, it will translate over into the energy that you have for the next day. Um, so before we go here, we're going to end here in just a couple minutes. What are some other things that that um you feel that you want to share with the audience? So. Thank you, Lizzie. Um, Well, one thing too that, you know, because as we keep talking about this, more things keep flowing through my mind. And I don't mean it to be like, don't do this, do this, don't do this. It's just, you know, find balance and, and, you know, be educated, of course. Um, But also blue light before you go to bed. So scrolling on your phone, try to limit that as much as humanly possible, because it will interrupt your sleep if you have too much blue light just before you go to bed. Um, And I'm not trying to preach here because I very much spend a lot of time on the phone. And it's something that I actually have to work on myself as well, um, because I know that it interrupts my sleep. And and so, Lizzie, thank you for covering that because um, sleep is so vital for health. I mean, there's so much research that that comes through that when you don't have sleep, you hallucinate, you experience things, things get crazy. So, um, oh my yeah, my father, when he was, when he, my father's a veteran. So when he was in POW training, like they made him stay up for days and he told me all these crazy stories. So please make sure you're getting your sleep. Like, please. Yes, it's so, so important. Also, if your sleep sleep is where your body rests, digests, and heals. And if you're not getting sleep, your body can't do that. Um, But also, if you're sleep deprived, uh, you're going to crave carbs more because carbs are like energy, quick energy source, but also it really affects your hormones. So if you're not getting sleep, your testosterone is going to plummet as well. So it's a whole ripple effect of all of the things. So recapping here is uh, get educated, you know, know the things that you need to start working on. Megan, I just want to thank you so much for hopping on here today. This was a phenomenal conversation. Appreciate you so much. Love you so much. We'll see you guys Love next you, week. Thanks, Lizzie. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine Show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.